0: Welcome to The Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. If you like our content, if you enjoy what we do and you want to further the conversation, go to www.themaximuspodcast.com. Join what we call the inner circle. As an Inner Circle member, you will get daily dose of workouts. You'll get videos that are both inspirational and educational in nature. You'll get full workout programs. But the most important thing is you join a worldwide community where you have access to other Maximus Podcast listeners from all over the world and access to both Joe and I on a daily basis. So again, that website is www.themaximuspodcast.com. You can also find that in the show notes. We are also sponsored not only by ourselves, but by Lalo Tactical, www.lalo.com. Go there for the very best in tactical and athletic uh, shoes and apparel. Use the code Maximus20 for 20% off at the register. Joe, I am having a baby next week. December 19th is the due date. Yep. And we are going to uh, talk about baby prep today.
1: I'm all for it. I think this is something a lot of people need to hear. And there
0: he is. Hi, buddy. Speaking <laughs> speaking of babies, here's baby Jax. He uh, came to see us and be a part of the podcast. Yeah, Jax, right. say hi to everybody. Nope, now oh, he's, now be he's shy. getting shy.
1: <laughs> Put him but on the spot.
0: We, yeah, we do have a baby on the way. And uh, that's actually kind of good that he came down because it is real life. Yeah. With kids, you have to learn to adjust, you have to roll with the punches. And that's going to be a big portion of this podcast that mm-hmm. we're going to talk about. Um, and I guess a surprise for everybody is my lovely wife Lisa has entered the room. So we will have her join the conversation. Oh, excellent. Because much of what's going to happen, I think, for the baby prep deal, and we're talking about baby prep specifically in regards to maintaining your fitness and also your sanity and self care. Mm-hmm. But you're probably not going to be alone dealing with this. There are single moms that have to deal with it alone. There are single dads that have to deal with it alone. But you're probably gonna be co-parenting, for lack of a better word, with somebody else. And there will be an influence from them as well. Because now you're not only dealing with the baby, you're dealing with their insecurities. Uh, you're dealing with their issues as well.
1: Yeah. So yeah. that's
0: gonna be hard to manage. And so one of the things we want to talk about is what's your plan to stay fit, I guess, when you have the baby.
1: Well the the yeah, the common thing that comes up is as soon as a baby's born, fitness is just not even on the radar anymore, right? Yeah. Like oh, well, sure. I'm having a baby, so I can't get to the gym for the next, you know, eighteen years. So I might as well just give up.
0: No, and that seems to be an excuse a lot of people use when they have a baby is – not when they have a baby. The baby gets blamed for their lack of fitness Yeah, Yeah. even when the baby is 15 years old, which can be a major, major issue. Yeah. So how are you going to navigate this? So our baby is due on uh, on the 19th. And I think one thing that people fail to do is create a plan in advance Mm -hmm. because your life is about to become very chaotic. I think this is worse, Joe. I mean, you've had a couple, so you kind of know the deal. Was it worse for you? with Jojo versus Max, Jojo being your oldest?
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, when when we were pregnant with Jojo, uh, I mean, I must have downloaded six different books on birthing, the birth process, how to be a better birth partner, how to be a better father, how to be a better parent, how to be you know a better husband to your wife. Like I was almost obsessive with it. And then by the time our second rolled around, it was like just old hat you know and and i I told a joke a uh, um, another friend of mine uh is pregnant with their second, and he was a little bit nervous about stuff and and I had said to him you know the the first it's like you wrap them in like bubble wrap." And you keep them in a safe little bubble and you're with them all the time. And with the second one, it's like, uh, you know, kids, they need to fall down the stairs a few times before they get it right. Like, all of a sudden, you're not worried about it as much. And so I think it does change from first to second. But that it's like anything you've never done before. And, And my personality is like do as much prep as possible. So I was up obsessively reading all the literature I could find. I could probably do like a whole series of book reviews on like, you're, so you're about to be a dad books. Um, but it is it is the unknown and that can be really frightening. And it, for somebody like me, who's a bit of a control freak, I needed to try to figure out like, okay, how much sleep am I going to be getting? How am I going to be useful to my wife? considering that she's basically going to have to be the one who gets up and feeds this baby in the middle of the night you like couldn't navigate that you know based on my previous life experience that's really frightening and really stressful
0: no and you also don't know what you're going to get with the baby yeah because you could you could theoretically have a baby that's sleeping through the night almost right away yeah like within the first month you could have a baby that is having Screaming issues, night terrors, nightmares, yeah. I mean, until they're eight years old, yeah. which is not a baby colic anymore. Colic is a
2: huge thing. I mean, yeah, babies I who have saying. colic have to sleep sitting upright. And so yeah. moms will end up – I mean, I know a story of a good friend of mine who spent the beginning of her child's life bouncing on a yoga ball in her kitchen under a hood, like the stove hood that was turned on because that was the only way he could sleep. Yeah. And so it's like that – I mean, that's reality for a lot of moms and not only for a night or a week. You're talking about like three to six months they're, do, they're doing this yeah
0: yeah and that can be rough and then you have the further issue joe and we've talked about this and this can be a hard issue for dads dads seem to get pushed to the back yeah when the baby comes like there's a lot of stuff out there and and i'm glad lisa's on this because now we can speak freely without worry about offending people but we always joke that dad doesn't matter anymore no (laughs) Yeah, that's Lisa's laughing, but it's true because it's about the woman. And as a dad, you can never know what pregnancy's like. You're not allowed to speak about it. You're not allowed to tell your wife to toughen up Mm -hmm. to in a way you're held hostage to a degree because you're not even allowed to have your own life at that point.
1: And and you're you're not even like acknowledged. I mean, in all the literature that I read, it never once referred to a father. And I think a lot in society has changed. And in, I mean, I'm in support of a lot of that. But as a father, I was constantly in the in the books I'm reading being you know referred to as a birth partner. Yes. And that, that didn't feel like me. You know what I mean? So in a way, like all my masculine nature was being pushed to the side and pushed to the back. And, and, and it's like you said, they're just telling no, you up front, no, no. you don't matter. You're not important. You're going to have to <laughs> sacrifice everything and you're going it to is... get very little out of it. Yeah.
2: Well, I think that a lot of that comes from the fact that, like, I hate to say this to you guys. I love you both. And you're both. I mean, honestly, I don't know many more fathers that are as good as you guys are. Um, Okay, Jax, that's enough. Um, But you really aren't needed. No. Love y'all. But yeah. you aren't. I can have a baby on my own. I do not need you biologically. We do not need you. Baby does has no demand from dad. Um, mom does everything. Mom grows baby. Mom feeds baby. Mom raises baby. I mean, that's how biology has had it. Now I do think, thank God, that's changed, right? Like, thank God, I have Rob. I couldn't do what I do without Rob. I wouldn't be happy mother without a partner. Um, so I do think that things have changed and I do think that men play a huge role in raising children. I mean, there's a lot to be, to be said about having, um, dad in the picture, right? Mom and dad in the picture. Um, so I don't want to take anything away from it, but I do think a lot of research and a lot of things are on the side of the mom. And I think what's hard is that women are the only ones that go through pregnancy and childbirth, which is extremely traumatic.
1: Yes. Oh
0: yeah. So is rearing
1: children, by the way. Yeah.
0: This Jax. is the life of Jacks and Lisa. He's on her all the time. Yeah,
1: but Lisa, you're you're, you're hitting right on the head. I think, but for for most men, you know, me and my wife, we were a partnership right? And then all of a sudden, her and this baby are a partnership, and I'm just a third wheel. And that can yeah. be really just emotionally difficult to accept and to sort of find purpose in that. And that took me a long time. I struggled with that. in the Oh, beginning, yeah. You know,
3: and, and
2: I see it because Rob said that um, was talking about, you know, being a partner and being there and how men get pushed aside. You are because mm-hmm. you know what, I don't care. And I, I, hate to say it it, but when i give birth to that baby it is like the world blacks out Mm -hmm. like it's me and the baby and that's all i care about all i care about is feeding it all i care about is him and that or her you know the the child
0: you know but joe i'll say this and it's interesting because on the one hand lisa's not wrong Right. Right. That that you are not needed technically. However, there is, I think, and Lisa, I think there's a double standard with that, too, Mm -hmm. because then if I'm not needed, let me kind of do my own thing at some points.
3: I
2: want to have – I want it to be all about me and the baby, but then I want you to be there whenever
0: I whenever I call. Mm-hmm. Like Do you know what is, I mean, Joe? Yeah. It is like, totally. So, so there's, there's things that happen that, that we actually got in an argument the other day and it was funny that I made a comment that I was tired. Mm. And because Lisa was up because she's pregnant, she's like, don't even talk to me about being tired. You're yeah. like – it's like, oh, OK, so I'm not allowed to even have support now mm-hmm. because now it's a competition. Like just because you're tired, it doesn't mean that I'm not. It doesn't mean that I'm more tired than you. It's not a competition. But this kind of have your cake and eat it thing happens where, you know, even with work, Joe, for example, you have to pick up extra hours to support mom and baby. Yeah. Yeah. You're working 10, 10 or 11 or 12-hour days, but you will never know what it's like to be a mom and how to raise a kid and be up in the middle of the night. And your role kind of gets put down in a way. And I think that can happen in certain relationships, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've – and that's why I think it's important to have a plan about expectations. We've kind of got a plan – going into place i think for the first six weeks where because we run our own business we can't have time off right we don't get maternity, don't get maternity leave. leave right where we yeah. both can just sit at home and get paid so we have a plan where i'm on jackson Landon duty that's our two boys yeah and i'm going to be picking up all the hours at work
1: mm-hmm. yeah and it kind of has to be that way
0: and kind of my hour you yep. know with the baby at night breastfeeding and all that stuff and there might come a point i sleep in the basement like when she's good enough after your C-section to, to handle getting the baby out of the bassinet and stuff. It's like, Mm -hmm. I might be sleeping because that's what we might need to do. But I think it's important to have that talk in advance and to also go over the potential pitfalls with that.
1: Yeah. I'm going to second that huge because when, when uh, my wife and I, again, pregnant with the first, like neither one of us knew what to expect. Right. And so the conversations we had leading up were, we're going to have to figure this out as we go along. You know, we're going to have to figure out what works. Where do I need to be? How can I be of service? And afterwards, you know, when when our daughter was one, two years old, we were starting to talk about having another one. We actually did like a little rundown of like what actually was useful was was having me part of like even the delivery process. Did that even help at all? And it it was really kind of a cool conversation to have because my wife was like, no, I really didn't even realize you were there. Most of it. Because like Lisa said, she's so focused on the process and so focused on the baby. And so I was like, well, okay, then I, I don't want to be pretending like I'm relevant. Like I'd rather be doing what I need to do. And so when, when our little guy, Max, was born for me, it was much more like, okay, you've got this. I'm going to just get as much sleep as I can because like like Bobby was just saying, I have to still go to work. I still have to generate the income. I'm still going to have to try to get home at a decent hour so I can clean up and kind of prepare for the next day and, and, and wrangle our daughter at the same time. And so if I was completely exhausted and completely ignored myself or... Even worse, if I was doing a whole bunch of stuff that was basically fruitless and just wasting my energy and not taking care of myself, then I was actually very useless. Well, no, but if if I'm if I'm taking care of myself and I'm well rested, I can actually help a lot more.
0: No, for sure, but also have the talk about what's going to happen. So, like in our scenario, or or with you and Megan, for example. I'm working 10 or 11 hours a day. Mm -hmm. Lisa's going on her sixth night of no sleep. Right. What does that look like? Because it all seems good in theory that we're having a talk about it while we're both level headed. Yeah. But when Lisa, you're not well slept and now you're big, what I call big mad because you're not sleeping. That's not my fault. Like I can't breastfeed the baby. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for me to be up in the middle of the night. But now there be there there comes this like I think jealousy thing like you're rested and I'm not. Mm-hmm. The fact that I'm working twelve hours a day is getting kind of brushed to the side because that somehow doesn't compare to waking up in the middle of the night with a baby or it's not as important. Like you can get into this weird I think competitive game on both parts. And by the way, I think the guy can do it back to the woman in this case too where all you do is sit around with the kid all day and I'm working 12 hours a day I
2: mean, actually, I was going to say I'm lucky that you understand it to be that way
0: Yeah,
2: like I'm lucky that you're sitting on the other end being like let me pick up all the hours while you take care and breastfeed the baby because you could just as easily not understand why that's so important to me like breastfeeding my baby is really important to me mm-hmm. like that's I have breastfeeding issues um, so I'm a little more high maintenance than some moms might be with the breastfeeding situation and so I'm lucky my partner understands that and is willing to do the work pick up my hours I mean and help out with jacks and and help take care of the the household stuff so I can have the best chance to be able to breastfeed our our kid and so you know there's a lot of partners out there that I don't think you know whatever just give them a bottle Well, whatever it's not a big deal it's like well I'm glad it's, it's interesting I guess my point being is that Having an an expectation, both of you have an expectation, the same expectation of how you want this to go as well. Right. Like mm-hmm. understanding that breastfeeding is important. Understanding from my end that like I would rather have Rob slept like I'd rather mm-hmm. Rob sleep in the basement and work all of our hours. So we don't do without or we don't have to take time off of work that I mean, that thank God both of us have that similar expectation of what's important.
0: And yeah. talk about it. Like I said, advance when With emotions, yeah. when yeah. emotions get high, when I'm exhausted for picking up all the work. And I feel like, last, you know, no, 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 we made an agreement. Like, this is what we thought the best thing was rather than – and that's what we talk about planning well, – rather than it just getting dropped in your lap and then trying to figure it out Yeah, because yeah, you can't moment, get into yeah. a weird competitive game whereas it's almost like you have to look at it as a team where there's just all the stuff gets to get – needs to get done. Yeah, the
2: delegate. Who's who, doing who, who it, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Like, the the best thing I might be able to do is get the kids out of the house for a couple hours so at least you can have some quiet especially, yeah. you know, you're here, Jack's trying to get at least on the podcast, he will not leave her alone. Yeah. And that's probably going to get worse when the baby comes. Well,
1: yeah. post post C-section, newborn, not well-rested, him poking yep. you in the side because that's what he's going to do. Like, yep. I, I, yeah, 100% agree. And I think from, from again, a male perspective of like trying to be a fixer, you can drive yourself nuts trying to fix every little thing that your
0: your partner needs, right? Like I'm trying to, so that to, is to like the whole house. Right?
2: things you've ever
3: said.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. And,
0: and I'll, I'll add to that, Joe, because this is a hard thing I have. I have an issue with this. There are things that are not my job yes. or not my problem to fix. And, and I know that sounds
1: ex- pick the low hanging fruit and take care of that one thing. And, yep. and I think this is where you said before, you have these expectations. You've even had this conversation. But in the heat of the moment, having just the wherewithal to say, what can I do to help right now? And and Lisa yep. may say, just get the kids out of here. Boom.
3: Or, or
2: honey, that sounds really hard. I'm sure this is really hard. what you're doing mm. is really hard. Like for women, like again, men are fixers, right? Women are talkers. Yeah. Just talking, right? Like women love to. We like to talk. We, we want to be listened to. And so there's da- there's days that I just want to complain, and that's part of the pregnancy thing. I think that. Rob gets upset with. Cause Rob is the biggest fixer of all, as I'm sure everybody knows he wants to fix and help. And sometimes being pregnant, there's nothing you can do to fix it. There's nothing you can do to really help it. I just want to talk about the fact that it's hard, you know, and that that's just what it is. And that's all that it is. And so I think that, um, listening and, and not putting pressure on yourselves as dads to necessarily fix things. Cause you guys are stressed too. I mean, that's the reality of the situation is you have a new baby too. You're working hours now as well and so it's a big change for you guys and men also have an increased estrogen when babies are born right so you guys are having some feelings you never had before either so it's really stressful on the whole unit really yeah. I mean
1: I want to I touch on that because uh, it, and I think uh, Bobby said something about this a little earlier where each pregnancy is a little bit different too and so yeah. you, you might plan for a and get b but like with with my daughter like her and I connected the day she was born like she was my little princess you know what I mean <laughs> like we've had a very strong connection for a long time. When my little guy was born, I was basically irrelevant the first year of his life. Oh wow! You know, it was just like yeah. he just wanted mama, and Dada was just this guy that followed him around. Like <laughs> that was it.
3: Oh. So it, it was a
1: lot, a lot different process to try to connect. It's very different now than what it right. was then. But I mean, the the again, the sense of of being the fixer, being the the head of household. I'm a I'm a macho man. I can deal with my shit, and then realizing like everything about pregnancy is about taking the the spotlight off of you as a man and putting it somewhere else and knowing that's where it needs to be. It needs to be on mom. It needs to be on the baby. But all of a sudden you're powerless. You're kind of irrelevant. It's like all the things you fear as a man is not being needed, you know, not being in control.
2: No. Yeah, Rob makes jokes about how Jax took some of my. What, what was it? Jax takes some of my love. You Used to have all the love, and then Jax took all the love.
0: Joe, it's it's. I'll <laughs> be honest. It's about ninety nine one in yeah. Jax's favor if we're talking percentages. <laughs> but the other thing, the other thing for there, and feelings are all great. But the other thing is like just the pragmatic aspect of that too, with Jojo. You might have been needed more than with Max, for example, because you guys bonded right away. right at yeah, the same I, she, time
1: if I, if I held her, she would she would be quiet yep. and Megan could sleep. That wasn't yep. the case at, with, with Max.
0: At the same time, you're left feeling left out because of Max, but at the same time, your wife, and I don't know if she felt this way, but now she's feeling resentful mm-hmm. because she can't help. Like, why am I the one that always has to hold him? Because he wants you. But that's
2: yeah. what we, when I go through that with Jax. Yeah. Like Rob's saying how Jax is hanging on me. I can't really do much when Jax around. Like yeah. he screams, he cries. When Rob tries to take Jax to bed, he says, mama, help.
0: Last <laughs> night, Joe, you know what we got? Mama, mama, save me. Mama, save me. <laughs> Um, and then oh.
2: one half of me, it makes me laugh, right? But the other half of me is like, I am so fucking tired. Yeah, like, I yeah. want to go to bed. Rob, can't you just put Jacks down? And the truth is, no. And not unless I want to hear him cry for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. When I say cry, I mean scream bloody murder and beg for help. So it's like, and which also I can't, I'm not resting and listening to him do that isn't restful for me anyway. So I feel like I end up getting the short end of the stick because I have to do it all. But the truth is, is that he won't let Rob do it unless I'm not home.
0: Then he's completely
2: fine. Yeah.
1: Then it's like no big deal, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: He goes to bed.
0: Here he comes again. But the other thing, Joe, is then you can get in the argument of, is this something you're doing if this is the way, and then you blame each other and it's just (laughs) it's some point, you got to just say, well, this is the way it is. You deal with it. Well, like, I don't know, it,
1: it, I don't know if, if you guys have gotten into this. Uh, my wife works part time at the public library, and so she'll grab books on like child psychology, like how to develop bedtime routines. Yep. And then she's trying to like coach me through a particular process. And it what's yep. kind of cool about the modern age as parents, there are a ton of resources out there, but it's not like there's one answer to any of these things. you got to try a whole bunch of stuff and you kind of got to be open to, I guess the, the outside criticism of what you're doing to even be able to apply any of that stuff. So oh, for sure. It, it is interesting. Like some of the stuff that I've read, uh, Megan brought some like CDs home. It was an audiobook. The guy that did the audiobook was insufferable. I couldn't stand his personality, but the information that he was sharing as a child psychologist ended up being really, really useful for us. And so I I do recommend that people look into that stuff as well. It's it's like, yes, you're going to figure a lot of stuff out as you go, but always be open to what's. what's And
0: and you also you also got to be willing to make a change, because if I can say something about Jax, one of Lisa's hooks is she can't stand to hear him cry. Yeah. So my thing is like, if you're going to break this pattern, you got to be willing to let him cry it out for a while. Yeah. But she can't do it. (laughs) So, so it ends up or, or, and I need to call you out on this last night. I went to pick him up and I picked him up gently, started carrying him to bed. Save me, mama. Help me, mama. (laughs) Do you hear what you said to him? The first words Lisa said to him were, that's not very nice when he does that to you. Is it? You just reinforced that he is like mama's guy before bed. Yeah. But, we've had to now get this relationship well not a relationship a deal between Lisa and I if that's the way it's going to be Lisa puts him to bed Yeah, because it's just not going to be it's well frankly
1: go you got to go with what works you know if, if my wife putting Jojo down at night gets Jojo down I'm all for it, or, know, vice it, it or vice versa or vice versa
0: because the new baby might be my responsibility. Well and again like, like my, 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 my that relationship <laughs> with
1: my son has has yeah. evolved over time and now like I there are some days I go in and I can have him out in 5 minutes. Like, right. I just I know I, I'm going to put a particular song on my phone and we're just going to sit in the dark and he's going to be yep. out. And then there was a a period of about six months where he would just just kick and claw and fight and scream and go pound on the door like that just wasn't going to work. So these things, even as the kids grow and develop, you have to yeah, continue, it can like, change. Kind of feel it out. Yeah.
2: Right. And that's what we've done with Jax. It's, it's evolved.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I'm doing exactly what you were saying as I'm researching and, and listening to podcasts and figuring out um you know, better ways to get jacks down. Cause that's, that is an issue. And I'm, I'm very open to education and learning mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to figure all that out, especially before the second one comes. Uh, yeah. You don't create two little monsters. But.
0: <laughs> and it's hard to see you. Yeah. It's hard to know what you're doing too, though. You
2: don't know. What because you're like, I mean, it's, so
0: you don't hard. know what's right and wrong. And you don't know what you're doing. That's like causing this problem. And it's just, you almost have to just roll with the punches. And this is mm-hmm. the way it is.
2: That and learn. I mean, I just think it's so hard. Parenting is so hard. I mean, it's just so hard
1: so hard so yeah, if, you're, it's, it's, if you're yeah, it's constantly evolving constantly changing what works today isn't going to work tomorrow your kids are getting smarter and smarter and they're watching you and they pick up yep. on
0: stuff like you would not believe so yep. yeah so the big takeaway here for part one of this is have a plan and talk about it yeah but don't be so tied to the plan that you can't change it either right. you're just going to have to do what works so change, I think that change
1: the, has to be a part of the plan right? Yeah. like there yeah. has to be a constant growth
0: yeah. And talk about it rather than blame each other and get yeah. jealous over the other one's situation and because.
2: Able to say to your partner, like, hey, I know we agreed on this, but this is no longer working for me.
0: Yeah. What? Like, this just does not work. Like, we're even talking about, we had a talk today about we're having the baby when? Thursday? Yes. We're going to be in the hospital Thursday, Friday, maybe Saturday. Mm-hmm. Saturday. And then I'm
2: all about, yes, Saturday. Yeah. she <laughs> wants
0: to stay longest, but it depends how you feel. We might go home Saturday. We might go home Sunday. Right. But we've had to talk about, am I going to be sleeping in the hospital every night? Mm-hmm. Which
2: the first baby, I was like, you better be there, hell or high water. You're never going to leave my side. <laughs> and this time around, I'm like, go, go mm-hmm. home. I'll be fine. You know, because again, you get so involved with baby. I hardly even noticed he was there. Right. Kind of what you're well, saying, you, Joe.
0: And then when you come home, do you want me sick and run down, or do you want want to come home to stuff that's? (laughs) But like, no, for real though, that's like a thing because.
2: You taken care of and Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Because I remember when we had the baby, I was running around trying to get a lazy boy chair, Yeah. yeah, trying to get a breast pump. Like as a guy, like I don't know what I'm looking for, right. yeah. but I don't think as a mom, if you've ever breastfed, you don't know what you're, you're looking, looking for, for either. either. I'm, like I'm like trying to prepare stuff, trying to get stuff ready. Meanwhile, I'm getting no sleep in the hospital. Right. That's probably not the best plan. Like you probably want one person who's put together at that point. Yeah.
2: yeah. And that is how I feel the second time around. Do so you know interesting what I mean? How
0: you it's going to depend on Jax. Like if Jax is here with Graham, is he going to blow up? Is he going to be upset? Is he going to be not happy? Uh, We got work hours to cover Um, mm-hmm. uh, like there's a lot of things that you need to talk about. So the point is just talk about it. And then if it changes, like if I go home night one and you don't like it, then ask to stay. But you can start to work on these things together is is the point. But then what can I do when we get home to help?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Can I take the kids out? Can I? Make dinner. I mean just start plotting through what this is gonna look like is the point.
2: Yeah. Rob and I were having a talk about how he can help when I when we're home, right? Like what's what's the big deal? What if I took him to jujitsu, you know, on Sunday mornings? What mm. is that well, what's the problem with doing that? What I mean if I get the kids out and then I get to work out and are you gonna be mad, you know, yeah, about yeah. it? And and do people get mad when the other person is doing things to better themselves and you can't and would and, and that upset you? And I said, you know, no of course not like if you want to take the kids out and do jiu-jitsu on Sunday morning like that's great he's like yeah because it'll give you time to hang out and I'm like it's less about that more about you getting the kids out which is good
3: Mm -hmm.
2: what would hurt my feelings is if that was an opportunity for you and I to connect because what about you and I
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and so I'm like that's the one thing I think that people get caught in is losing
0: connection with each other
1: yeah that's enormous that's really really big Lisa
0: well, and then you go to the age old thing because we talked about this earlier, Joe, during our podcast prep is then you get in the what I call it the age old argument. But you go out on Friday night and you're a jackass. Yeah, because you went out and you ignored. But then your wife turns around and goes out Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then you guys get in a comparison of you can't go out. I can go out. We have friends, couples. That do this to each other, where it's always okay for the guy to go out on a Friday night, but never okay for the girl to have free time.
1: Yeah, and And you and you and I have talked about this just because I do have like game night with my friends on a Friday night, and my wife had kind of made some snide remark about it, and I said I want you to go out on Saturday, and she's like, "But I don't want to go out," and it's like, then we're cool. Like there's nothing to argue about. We're not we're not tit for tat here. This is like this is something I need to do. I'm a better father when I get that one night off, if it's ever like a big event I've you know I can cancel but you know my status quo is that that's the thing that I do and we can kind of plan for that
2: and yeah. I don't know about you but that's the way that I I um, uh, de- decompress right? right like my friends I'm that social person like you know you take those tests or whatever that tell you mm-hmm. what you do to decompress and how you if you know how to put your personality type and my personality type is I unwind by chitter chatter with my friends. Mm. Like that's like part of like how I, um, unwind or enjoy my free time and kind of give my, my body time to, to rest and recover, not necessarily by myself at home. Right. right? So, um, Rob is very, very, very great about, Hey, do you need a night off? I'll take the kids to the gym. Like, you know, he's always willing to help me with that, but he's also always willing to let me go out with my friends. I've never in my life or in five years of our marriage, I should say, have said to him, Hey, I'm going to go out on Saturday, do a girl's night. And him been like, no yeah like i can't or hey well then 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 i get to go out on sunday you know then (laughs) i'm gonna go day on sunday like we never ever get into that because he enjoys being home with his kids
0: but there shouldn't be uh, yeah yeah, the point is there shouldn't be an issue joe with if i want to go out you're just mad because you can't go out yeah yeah. do you know what i mean like you can't get into to that game of because that can happen too, and I get it. I'm sympathetic towards it, but Lisa's not going to be allowed to work out for six weeks. Yeah, yeah.
2: Which is how challenging <clears throat> be how that's challenging for
0: that's going to be mentally tough. But yeah. and I get it, and I feel bad for her. But she also can't do the whole misery loves company right. thing. Yeah, and this can happen in couples, so you might want to talk to your spouse you about mean? this too. If I take
2: six weeks off. You have to yeah, take
0: six you weeks have off. to take six <laughs> weeks off too. And this doesn't just extend to having a baby, by the way. This happens with diet. Yeah, where all of a sudden your wife wants to go on a diet and eat healthy, and you're not allowed to eat anything you want to eat because you have to be on the diet too. Yeah, or vice versa. I think men have a bigger problem with women doing it. But
2: you know how many comments I've gotten from women about your diet? (laughs) <laughs> they're like Lisa how do you do it I'm like huh they're like how do you do it like how do you stay in your nutrition when Bobby's eating like that I'm like eating what do you what does Bobby's eating have anything to do with yeah, my, my eating my eating, eating is
1: and none of your
0: business <laughs> but well and
1: it's funny because that's it's, they, they always assume that what he posts on Instagram is the only food he eats they don't see right. the rest of the day Like, it's but at not. the same
2: time as if I have to eat what he eats like right. if Bobby has a burger I have to burger. if Bobby, Bobby has four flying Dutchmen, then I must
0: be. Yeah, or, but like, <laughs> Joe. There's I would love to see that, Lisa. i <laughs> <but I'm, I'm laughs> <there>. this right. <laughs> this does happen because even even When Lisa and I started dating, we would talk about like our biggest complaint in dating other people, for example. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you're out with somebody and they're having a drink, so you have to have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't want to drink. How is me drinking and like affecting your enjoyment of this evening? Or it's like Lisa wants to eat healthy and eat a salad. I want to order a burger, but now my burger doesn't taste good or I'm not enjoying it because Lisa's eating a salad. Like. You eat what you want. I'll eat what I want. And we're cool.
2: But even cooking. I mean, we make two different meals. Mm hmm. We eat differently. I've got food allergy stuff that I deal with. I've got cravings that I. De- we make two meals. I mean, why is that so difficult? Like, for example, you don't like steak, or uh, Rob likes steak. I don't like steak, which is not true. I love steak. But let's just say hypothetically. Mm. Um, and so, so what? You get one chicken breast and one steak, and on the grill when you're grilling yeah, your, your. it's your,
0: not that you hard.
2: Get chicken breast on. I mean, so what? Why is that so difficult? If we have two different tastes or two different
1: mm-hmm. needs right like why honestly the- most of the meals that i eat are different from what the rest of my family eats what? yeah you know, occasionally we'll we'll do like a bunch of burgers on the grill and everyone will have burgers but most of the time like i'm cooking steak they're eating salad like it's it's i know what yeah. i like to eat and i have a particular like goal in mind and that's what I'm eating towards and I don't put that on my kids now you also should. to be fair Jojo loves my diet so she usually eat off of my well, plate but it, that's and- alright
2: but you know what Rob and I have that same conversation because you know what kids cannot be keto right kids not be keto you better not be feeding your kids keto it's crazy <laughs> for the development so it's like okay i get that you want to have steak one night but you can't just turn around and feed your kids just steak yeah, you know yeah. you've got you know what i mean so it's it's like we have to be able to fulfill
3: yeah. needs
0: for the, family. But the bigger the bigger picture back to the baby prep thing um it comes back to just because your wife is forced to give up on her self-care for a little bit. And or, I think there's yeah, other I, things she could
1: a, do. I, I don't like the way you said it. I would say a different. She has to change what self-care is yes. for a little bit. Change what
0: yeah. self-care is. Yes. But you're right on that. But if she can't work out, it doesn't mean you don't get to work out either or you shouldn't.
1: Well, your self-care like, you hasn't should, really changed. That, I mean, no, your self-care has you to change. You, you are in different places now and you have right. to recognize that.
0: And, and you can't deal well, I should say, You shouldn't have to deal with the jealousy of the fact that one person gets to do something and the other person doesn't. Because the other thing is breastfeeding changes the equation. Yes. Because if it's bottle feeding, we can take shifts. Mm -hmm. We can take turns. We can, when it comes to breastfeeding, I am useless. Yeah. So mm, what do we do? Like if you're going to breastfeed for the first six months, the baby has to be attached to your hip. Yeah. I can't help. Like, I'd love to take the baby for you from four hours, but I can't. Maybe there's a situation where breast milk is abundant Mm -hmm. and I can take some bottles and we've pumped and we've done that whole thing. But Lisa, you had a hard time breastfeeding. We couldn't do that. The baby cannot be away from her. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And
2: part of it is keeping the baby on breast, right? So I can't really go do something
0: for an hour Mm -hmm. you know so so now you get into that situation where I can't help I feel guilty because I can't help and then Lisa's feeling resentful you didn't feel like this but Lisa's feeling resentful because I can't help and then you end up miles apart yeah when it doesn't have to be like that so have that talk and Mm -hmm. Jax is back with his mama (laughs) hey Jax tell Joe why don't you do this to dad (laughs) Did you want Mama so much? I yeah. can't. No, you can't have But this is this is what you deal with. So we even do stuff like with the self care stuff. Say hi. 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 <laughs> You're a good boy, huh? A mom,
2: who's like that's so
3: cute.
0: That's so cute. But the the thing is, is so so back to the self care thing. What does your plan look like for those six weeks after the baby's born, Joe? Well, are I, you going to continue I think, your workout
1: time? Are you going to question to have is what does your plan look like six weeks before? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what, what are you doing with your fitness right now? I mean, are you trying to start a new program at the same time? You're also trying to start a family. Cause that's, that's a lot of starting going well, on. You uh, know?
0: I'll I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I'm doing, Joe. First of all, I have doubled down on my working out for the past three months. Mm -hmm. So the, the, I guess the, the training term for this would be overreaching. Right. So I am working out as hard as I can right now in anticipation of something horrible happening. Mm -hmm. Now let's, let's think of all the bad things that can happen, right? The first baby, it was pretty easy. We had the C-section. Within three days, Lisa was walking the baby up and down the block. Mm. She could move around. She could get in and out of a chair by herself. I didn't have to tell the baby. She could get the baby by herself at night. We had a pretty good health-wise scenario. Yeah. Uh, Lisa had a horrible time breastfeeding, but that didn't really – I couldn't help with that. Right, yeah. Like I could I could uh, get a pump and I could like – you know shuttle or to and from breastfeeding meetings you,
2: did, you helped support me they sat in a chair and only dealt with breastfeeding so it's
0: like i did yeah i that. did the other things but the point yeah. was i could go work out yeah but i'm not anticipating because the first time was that good that the second time is going to be that way too mm-hmm. because lisa could have a horrible c-section yeah yeah and It'd then be, what yeah,
1: complications and bad and recovery she,
0: Yep, she can't carry anything for six weeks and now I'm on duty and I'm gonna miss working out. So I have worked out the past three months like I'm going to be forced to take six weeks off. That's the first thing I did. It's called overreaching and then you recover when you're taking time off. So I treated it like it was the playoffs in the NBA or the NFL Mm -hmm. or the NHL and that if I have a six week off season, I have a six week off season. If it goes really well, that's a bonus right then i'm still back on my schedule and i'm not going to be harmed for going that hard
3: right right
0: but if it goes bad i've put some stuff in the bank if that makes sense so that's the first thing i've done um and and you could have things that happen that god forbid like you could die in childbirth you Mm. could you could have a horrible situation we could have a horrible situation with the baby something could go wrong i want to i want to prepare for that it sounds morbid or bad but like I want to prepare for it because I'm not allowed my life to fall apart because of a negative consequence. So I prepared in advance. The second thing that I'm doing is preparing a plan for my fitness when the baby's born. So the day that the baby comes Thursday, I'm not going to work out. That will assuming
1: be
0: Assuming everything's healthy. Assuming everything's healthy. Yeah. That's going to be a rest day. Yep. Friday I've got as an optional day. On my calendar. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to work out hard Monday, work out hard Tuesday, work out hard Wednesday, Thursday's a day off Friday, depending how Lisa feels. And depending on the situation, I might duck out of the hospital for an hour to train. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Because if you're going to sit there and sleep with the baby, I'm not going to sit there and watch you sleep. Like there's nothing I can, you, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's nothing I could do. But Lisa and I have also talked about that where I'm not going to get in trouble for doing that either.
2: No, there's an expectation there, right? We discussed this. So if that yep. was something that meant something to me. Like, no, I need you to take all three days and be in the hospital with me 24 seven. I would expect you and respect that you would, do that yeah, for
0: me. like there's no reason joe i can't duck to the gym do a 20 minute workout pick out lunch and pick yeah. up lunch yeah. come back yeah right so that's what friday will look like saturday will be a friday type day because we might come home we might not and then i'm right back on my normal schedule kind
2: of though you talked about some of the changes yeah can make with your
0: so we're smart. so that's the next thing what does your programming joe look like when you have a baby because here's the reality as much as we talk a big game that i'm going to be sleeping all night that's probably not the case right not for the first few weeks anyway because for the first few weeks lisa's had a c-section so i kind of need to be in the bed
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like i'm not going and i don't know did your wife have natural or natural yeah both were natural But that can go bad too. Like you hear horror stories about women being in labor for 25 hours and getting stuff stitched up Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be stitched up, right? Like that can can happen. But for the first few weeks, I may need to be in the bed, which means when Lisa's up with the lights on and the TV breastfeeding the baby, guess who's also going to be up? Me. So I'm very aware for the first few weeks my sleep's going to be bad. One of the things that I do when sleep is bad, and this just isn't unique to a baby, so if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't have a baby, but you do have periods of time where you're not sleeping well, I switch to a strength program in the gym. Yeah. So I don't do any what I call – cortisol inducing stress inducing amraps wads uh iwts uh intervals i'm going to switch my program a little bit to a more strength-based program that doesn't have the same caloric requirement and doesn't take the same stuff out of my body yeah yeah so my workouts might be five heavy singles it might be six heavy singles.
1: Well, and what's, what's nice about that is you might go in and, and like you said, you don't know really how much time I've got, how much energy I've got, but you can always kind of pull out a couple of heavy lifts and you haven't wasted the day. And if you're feeling good and you're like, man, I really shouldn't be feeling this good, but like, I've got a little extra time. Like you can add on whatever accessory workouts you want to at the end of that. And you may end up having like a good, long, full strength training session or You might go in and start with that plan and then realize you're really run down. And like you said, just get a couple of heavy lifts and say, okay, I need to focus a little bit more on rest and recovery.
0: It's also good from a time restrictive standpoint because you can go in and you can do a sometimes what I'll do is a 10 to one ladder where 10 reps of deadlift light, nine a little heavier, eight a little heavier and the warm ups in the workout. Yep. And at the end, I do a few heavy singles and I'm in and out in 30 minutes. Yeah. And that's enough that if I feel panicked, because here's what's going to happen too. There's a whole thing about being away from home. Lisa calls it mom guilt, where you're panicked about not being there when there's no reason to panic. Yeah. So Lisa's at home in the chair with the baby. I'm at the gym. She's sleeping for two hours, but I'm panicked about I'm needed at home. I'm right. needed at right. home. I might not be needed. Yeah.
1: I mean, but, there's not, nothing wrong with having your phone nearby. With a uh, oh. this is what I actually did on my uh, with our first was I switched the ringtone for my wife to like an alarm sound, and yeah. I knew if that alarm went off, then I needed to answer the phone. Anything else, I could just ignore.
0: Yep, you just chill. So mm-hmm. I I have got a plan in terms of what the workouts are going to look like. The third part of that plan and it's not a plan, it's just our lifestyle, but you might want to consider this too guys. Put some stuff in your gym or your basement so you don't have to leave the house. Yeah. That's the other option. We've got uh I don't know how many people have seen our garage, but we've got a full line of West Side barbell equipment in our garage. We've got a squat rack, we've got barbells, we've got dumbbells, we've got everything yeah. you could ever need so that. I don't technically have to leave the house if I don't have to.
2: And putting that easy, it's like put a pull-up bar in the in the in the you know between the kitchen and the hallway, and every time you walk through, do five pull-ups, right, and five push-ups, and you know, so keeping fitness part of your daily life. But I just love the idea of changing that programming to help your immune system. Like I just think Mm -hmm. that like being smart and not doing the thing where you take three days off, freak out, go in the gym, crush yourself, catch a cold, and now you can't be around the
0: baby or the mom or help at all right? More like, cause the, that's I the other actually, thing too.
2: That's my biggest fear as a mom is it's like, when you get in the house, wash your hands,
0: wash your hands. Well, and, wash and I your think hands. Think you, yeah, you've, and
1: you've got to manage your expectations with your training too. Right. Because again, day to day, you may not be able to stick to like a regular progressive overload, you know, percent increases week to week. Like it's more about just maintenance at that point. until, yep. until that new normal is kind of established, like you said, six weeks out, now, you know how the baby's sleeping. Now, you know how mom's doing. Now you've kind of got things figured and, out and, and it's normal again. Then you can kind of get back on a regular program and start planning ahead a little bit more.
0: And we say six weeks. It could be quicker. Like yeah. for us with the first one, it, it it did take I think six weeks because it was new. Mm-hmm. But if you've been through this before, Joe, like I bet if you and Megan have another kid, you'd be good in two weeks. Oh, like if even that, you I think know, it was a week with Max. To be honest, yeah, with you. It's you know just exactly, like, yeah what's going to happen?
2: Honestly, what athlete or what person who's dedicated to the gym and trains on a regular basis couldn't use a week off? Right? right? Like what person doesn't need a three week deload? I mean, I program online. It's funny. I do all my online programming. And right now I'm in this place of like, oh gosh, how am I going to be able to write these weekly workouts? And then I actually looked at all my clients' um, progress Mm -hmm. and they're all due for this like little deload volume 8 by 8 6 by 6 and so I'm putting them on that for 3 or 4 weeks again, monitoring their progress and all that but it's like, they're all due for that anyways mm-hmm. I mean, they've been going hard on the periodization and the progressive overloads and all that for, you know, 6, 9 months they're due for a little break so it's like, who's not yeah. due for a little break especially if you listen to that advice and ramp things up 3 weeks before baby's born
1: Yeah, yeah Well, and we talked a little bit during our Thanksgiving podcast about how some people will take that one one day holiday and turn it into a week long treat your body like an amusement park. Like, okay, if there's a time to maybe take a one day event and like use a week to back <laughs> off and to do things. Maybe it's more when your baby's born than you know, we found a turkey.
3: Right.
0: So here's here's the other interesting thing, Joe. And I want to talk about what your expectations are in that regard as well, because with the baby, I think people can get some really unrealistic expectations. Mm. So we we I want to talk about our good friend Gunner now, Gunnar Peterson, um, highly respected strength and conditioning coach. Did you see what happened? Did you notice what was going on when he had his baby, Joe? Mm-hmm. So he had a baby on December 9th. It was between road trips for the Los Angeles Lakers. He had to get off of a road trip, go to the hospital, have the baby, hang out for a day, and then get back on a plane and go to work. Yeah. You know what that's called? real life yep. like people have this expectation that oh we're going to have a baby and both of us are going to take three months off and it's going to be paid and we're going to hang out and that's not real world for most people yeah. we live in a day and age where i think most dads should have some type of paternity time off mm-hmm. but they don't nope there well, are a you, lot you of said moms. earlier
1: you guys are both self-employed lisa doesn't get maternity leave you don't get don't, maternity leave that doesn't exist
0: We don't get to do that. Like you, we don't get the option of just taking time off. That's not the real world. So adjust your expectations a little bit. It's not time to just shut everything down. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, don't feel guilty if you have that luxury. Mm -hmm. Like don't feel guilty about if you can't take four weeks off, take it and enjoy it.
1: If we all could, we all would 100%. Nobody would.
0: Yeah. So, so to bring it back to the fitness thing, if you can work out for four weeks, do it and enjoy it. If you really want to take four weeks off, do it and let it go as well. But don't complain about it either. Right, right. If you choose to take the four weeks off, just plan for it and enjoy it. If not, then go ahead and do your thing. So managing expectations, change your program, have a talk with your partner because you're going to need her support. Yep. She's going to need your support about what things are going to look like. And then going forward, what happens after six weeks? What does that look like? Because I think most people only talk about the first week or two weeks, what it's going to look like. Hmm. But Lisa, what's our plan for when you're ready to start training again? What does that look like? Is that me coming to the gym with you and you're lifting? So I can hold the baby while you lift and then like, what does that look like? Mm
3: -hmm.
0: You know, that's a talk that needs to be had at some point because at some point your partner is going to want to reintegrate herself back into fitness. Yeah. And how can you be supportive with that?
1: Well, and and again, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men, like you might just have a little talk up front and remind yourselves that you're going to be open to things. Yep. Because it's all going to change, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, food prep, I think, is a big deal during this time, Joe.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I was going to been- mention that earlier because that that is absolutely – it was super, super helpful when we had a bunch of meals prepared. Like we had a bunch of like soups and stews and stuff that were just frozen. So at the drop of a hat, I could go down and get like a good hot meal.
0: Because that might be hard for the first few weeks. Yeah. And we're fortunate to have a bunch of people around who've offered to make us food. Uh, Lisa's mom's coming into town. But that's not the case for a lot of people. There's a lot of people who live in cities without family. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people, their family lives hours away because in the global community, you have to move to work in some, in some regards, you might be on your own. Yeah. So spend some time and do some food prep. You know, I, I recommend go and buy all those. Lisa, you're good at this, but go buy a bunch of uh, single serve Ziploc containers, yeah, or Ziploc bags, and just put them in the freezer right. and fill up. Even if you have to buy a chest freezer, I think our chest freezer costs 149 bucks or 150 bucks. Buy another chest freezer and fill it up with food that you can take on the go.
1: Yeah, get a crock pot, cook a bunch of meals at once, and then just yep. bag and freeze it.
2: Yep, but we, we, that's exactly what we did And the other thing too is, and This is like really unrelated But kind of related Bone broths are really good for recovery postpartum yeah. yep. One for breast milk and two for recovery So it's like You can do a big thing of bone broth and then make some rice and some beef with, or make the rice with the bone broth Mm -hmm. and then put the bone broth in the chicken, some chicken soup and then make a turkey soup with the leftover turkey that you have from your holiday. And make, you know, it's like be smart with your nutrition and make more than one meal, right? Like don't make one thing of like black bean soup and then after eating it twice be like, I don't like black bean soup anymore. It's like make sure that you're giving yourself options, right? Like, Make sure that you've got some beef stuff and some chicken stuff and some, you know, some, some rice and some potatoes and make sure you have a little bit of variety in there. Right.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, so you don't get sick of eating the same thing over and over and again. I've done that. I'm just speaking from from experience where right? I've done like a huge thing of like chicken noodle soup and then I'm over chicken noodle soup. And I'm like, I just wish I would have made chicken one thing of, you know, a smaller thing of chicken lemon rice, a small thing of chicken soup, a small thing of beef, a small like I just give yourself a little bit of variety so you can have success with
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, and so the last thing I want to talk about, Joe, is what our friend. Ah! Oh, thanks, buddy. You're just you're. Ah! Okay, here we go. <laughs> you're just in time, buddy, to hear us talk about your favorite person, Elsa. You need to learn to let it go. I wish uh, I had the song queued we- up, Joe, because that I know. makes people happy. It, we
1: we but- should be sponsored by Frozen Two at this point. <laughs> we
0: should be sponsored. Does she sing "Let It Go" in Frozen Two? Is that I, a thing? I, I don't Did know. Did they bring that back? It.
1: <laughs> How would I, figured, I know? I'm, I'm trying to avoid it. With
0: <laughs> I don't know. You have a daughter. I figured you would have been eight times by she now. Made it, she
1: made it twenty minutes into the movie at the theater, and then we had to leave. So we didn't, got ya. Really Fair enough.
0: <laughs> um, but what I was going to say was, you can't forget whether your mom or dad about your own self care. Right. Right. You can't forget about looking after yourself. And one of the traps I think people get caught up in, at least I think you're guilty about this sometimes, is worrying about things that really aren't that important. Like the baby just went down. You finally have an hour to yourself, but instead of watching TV or doing something, you're cleaning the house.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. You're uh, organizing a closet that hasn't been organized for six months. You're doing a bunch of stuff on your to-do list. What I want you to do is sit down and make a list of what's really important and what's not important does that fridge need to be cleaned right now? Yeah. Does the, the, I mean, you can't live in a mess, but at the same time, I think people put a lot of work on their plate, Joe. Yeah. They do. Of stuff that's just non essential at that point when you should be working out or sleeping or looking after yourself,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, um, I'm, I'm curious about you as your friend, what's your personality. So the driveway needs to get shoveled. But you know it'll melt in a couple of days. Yeah. Do you rush out and shovel the driveway perfectly, or are you going to take an hour nap?
1: My, my mind is shifting priorities, right? So if I don't have anything else pressing, I will not yep. shy away from doing work, even if it seems futile. So if I yep. know, for example, like, uh, you know, my wife's car has a hard time getting up the driveway. I will shovel that driveway. Now, she yep. got a new van this year. That's all wheel drive. It's less of a priority now. So if I know like it's going to be warm tomorrow, we may just suffer through a day instead of yep. busting my back. It just yep. kind of depends. But I, I've learned, as you said, to to be able to let it go. I'm not going to lose sleep over the fact that I did or didn't shovel the driveway. You know yeah, I mean? does
0: your does your car need to be clean Does it need yeah. to be vacuumed every what, day?
1: What I tell my wife is if it's really important, just make a list because I'm really good about checking off a list, even if it's stuff yep. I hate doing. She wants me to scrub the toilet with a toothbrush. If it's on a list, I will make sure that it gets done because yeah, you'll get I it like done. being helpful. I like being needed. I like being useful. I will make sure that it gets done and I will do
0: it well. But it comes back to the thing of like, does it really need to get done, especially when you have the baby?
1: Well, and and,
0: I think think that this brings
1: up an interesting point,
0: because sometimes the
1: things that my wife really needed to get done didn't seem important to me. But for whatever reason, they were super important to her. Yeah. You know, so it's like, okay, I guess I got to let that go, too. And if that's what she says she needs, that's what I'll do for her.
0: Yeah. But not at the expense of your fitness is the point. Yeah. And I think that both people need to do that is start to examine your priorities, because what your priorities were six weeks ago might not your be your priorities when the baby's there.
1: Yeah. Or if we know what I mean, what your priorities were with your first child may not be the same with your second. And you have to be okay with that, because, again, with with Jojo being born, she was our first. She was my daughter. We connected right away like I would have given up everything just to be with her. And then, like, with Max, like, nothing really changed for me. I had a job I needed to get to. I had, you know, training goals that I had to hit. And so all of that had to be balanced into the equation. It was just different.
0: Yeah. But I see people do some pretty stupid stuff, Joe. Oh, yeah. Like, for example, Lisa, you're run down. You're tired. You have the baby and the baby's sleeping for the first time in a while, rather than have a nap, you're up organizing a closet that you haven't been in. But you
2: know and it's you like, it.
0: no, I know, but if that's if that's what you're doing, <laughs> like, start to examine, like, why aren't you, like, I had this rule, you know, sleep when the baby sleeps. Yeah. Have a nap. Shut it down. Like, learn to start relaxing, because you're not going to be in a position, and I see a lot of people, the point here, is I see a lot of people throwing away working out getting a manicure or pedicure, having a sauna, going for a walk and relaxing in favor of stuff that's just not that important. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think your self-care should rank above everything else. You know what I mean? Don't take on some project you need to take on because I can be bad for this too. I just need to get certain things done. Yeah. The answer is why. So I think if you were to take all those things and put them into perspective, I think you could maintain a I mean, having a baby's no excuse to get unfit. I'll tell you that. Right. And, and what if you play a professional sport? Yeah, I mean,
1: like, like you mentioned Gunner, like that's his job. He's working with a professional sports team. He can't just call in sick. He can't just say, sorry, guys, I can't be there, you know, during the playoffs. Like, I got to go.
0: No, and we would need to have some plan, too. Like, Lisa, apart from the C-section, if we need to get you back training the minute you can start training again. Cause it's your job. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's how we make our money. That's how we, you don't get the luxury of just taking a year off and being like, well, I didn't bounce back. Right. Like we need to have a plan to get you back there.
2: Funny, Cause I mean, that's kind of how I played my pregnancy, right? Like I've been staying fit my whole pregnancy, mm-hmm. which with whether this causes drama on social media or not, how much I trained during my pregnancy, <laughs> which people are very opinionated about. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really lucky. I've had a really easy pregnancy. I've had zero issues. I mean zero. Mm-hmm. I've had no health issues. My doctor puts off seeing me as much as she can. She's like, see you in six weeks, see you in six weeks, see you in three weeks, see you in five. I mean she, I haven't hardly seen her because everything mm-hmm. is so healthy. I've maintained my training program. I've been – I mean I – squatted 205 for five reps the other day i can deadlift 300 pounds still i'm benching 155 for an easy triple like can still hit my you know 165 on my bench those are all pretty respectable numbers especially for a pregnant person mm-hmm. um and i feel great right baby hasn't fallen out yet <laughs> um <laughs> god that's a whole nother talk <laughs> for today but that being said, what does postpartum look like for me this time? Like, I know it sounds like a lot of work and oh my gosh, why are you training like that? And just relax and take time off. And I'm like, yeah, I can, but I feel good enough to work out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. And I'm so curious. And this is going to be anecdotal evidence between my first and my second pregnancy. But what does my postpartum look like now? Because the stronger and the more fit you are from uh, going into a C-section or surgery, we all know the faster you heal, right? Right. Like the fitter you are, the faster you heal. So, okay. So am I going to heal really fast? That'll be great. And then when I get back into working out exactly how much strength do you lose 6 weeks off mm-hmm. do you guys know is there like a number
0: no i don't think so because yeah. i think it depends and joe you 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 know a lot about this but i think it depends on what how long you've trained going into it right. like if you've trained for 20 years you could take six weeks off and not much is going to happen. And right. I mean really – not exercised for 20 years, really trained for 20 years. Like you run your deadlift up to 600 pounds. It's not all of a sudden going to be 300 because you took six weeks off. Right. The other thing is the supportive tissue around it. Like so if your abs are strong, your low back is strong, your hips are strong, your legs are strong, your arms are strong, I mean – Essentially, a C-section is a hernia surgery. Essentially,
2: not really because we have all the ligament, all the separation.
0: Yeah. No, I I I get that, but if people are coming back in a week from a hernia surgery to play in a game, you might be able to train in three weeks. No,
2: the relax and hormones and the thing is definitely a factor. But at the same time, that being said, if my deadlift was four hundred or close to it, and I've
0: been not going to lose that much
2: for nine months. Like what am I gonna?
0: go let's ask yeah. you some let's ask you some questions. In three weeks, if you feel really good, can you do leg extensions?
2: Yeah. the rule is six weeks off.
0: I know, but that's for a normal person too. Like, well, can and, you, and I think I think the
1: response to what you're doing is going to be different too. Because if you've been training right up until the day that you deliver, then yeah. you know when you get up. You know, three days after the C-section and you take your first walk, it's different than somebody who is doing zero training for the previous night. Oh, yeah. So like your, your own physiological response, right? your body is seeking homeostasis. And so you've had this time where that definition has changed. Because you grew another human being inside you. And now your body is going to try to find a new homeostasis. So I think if you're coming in and you're used to being fit, used to being strong, you know, your blood pressure is used to be in a certain place. I think you're going to come back to that, you know, more quickly yeah. than an untrained person.
0: But the, like, the whole the, the whole six weeks off thing is interesting, Joe, because that's what they tell everybody. Exactly.
1: But like, I mean, we know medical research history. is not done on really fit people. All the medical statistics are done on people who are already one foot in the grave because that's... Who shows up for the research? That's well. The that's the thing. So six,
0: the six week thing. Like, I get it that after a C section or a hernia surgery, yeah. after anything like that, you don't want to do like crazy heavy deadlifts. But mm-hmm. can you do banded arm curls? Can you sit on a machine where your abs don't have to work?
1: No, I, I my my, some- my instinct is for like for Lisa to treat it just like she did the pregnancy. You know, yeah. if she's feeling okay. She can kind of wade into
0: that. She doesn't have to set a new PR three weeks after a C-section. Yeah. Can you, know? you do some leg lifts? Can you do like, there's probably some things Not that you can kind of do.
2: that would be the last thing you'd hit. But for me, it would be like, what about air squats? Mm-hmm. What about light leg extensions? What about, how about walking?
0: Light yeah. hamstring, walking I mean, uphill. You know,
1: like you, you get to the point where you're like, okay, you can get up out of bed, you can take a walk. And maybe you're doing like you did with, uh, with Jack's where, okay, you're taking them around the block. I mean, is it that different if you stop at the corner of the block and do a couple squats and then continue walking?
2: Well, especially if you're wearing them, right? right. Like, if now you're wearing an 18-pound baby, or, you know, a 12-pound baby, yeah. and you're air squatting and squatting and walking and walking uphill and, yeah. and I built myself up.
1: So yeah, I don't think it, it doesn't necessarily have to be like in a gym environment, like just body yep. weight stuff, like you said, carrying a new baby around. I mean, how many moms, I actually have a name for it called Mom Thumb because you get tendinitis in your wrist from carrying the baby on the same side all the time.
0: Yep. yep. But yeah, start figuring stuff out. I mean, you could, you could really like just walk up hills with a stroller. Yeah. That might be enough to like stimulate growth in your legs you know, or strengthen your legs. So this has been fun, you guys. Yeah, I think a lot of useful information. And if you're at home, I mean, I mean, the recaps are, uh, have a talk with your partner about expectations, uh, go through some mental exercises in terms of what the first few weeks are going to look like. You may need to alter your training program. That may be important food prep. And then don't forget your self care when the baby comes.
2: And the one thing I am going to say, I think relationship-wise between husband and wife coming from a female's point of view is validation. Because Rob and I went into this a little bit earlier about um, about husbands and wives understanding, like g- keeping up a fitness routine for the husband, even though the mom's in this place of, yeah. you know, finding her new body and we look different postpartum and we're not pregnant anymore, but we look pregnant and going through the mental aspect of that. Plus our hormones are crazier postpartum than they are during pregnancy. Yeah. So that can be intense. So my biggest thing that I was talking Talking to Rob with, and he was asking me how I feel about everything. Is it okay if I go work out? How do you feel about that? And my thing was just validation. Like I want, you know, I'd love to hear things like you're doing a great job. You know, mm-hmm. thank you so much for taking care of our baby. You know, thank you for taking care of yourself through this whole process. Like just validating um, makes the biggest difference. Not necessarily have to fix anything, but just validating what we're doing and, and where we're at. And, you know, wives, same thing with your husbands. If you have a husband who's sitting there helping you and supporting you and taking extra hours at work and, you Doing extra things in the house to help, you know, it's just validating each other, I think is yeah. huge because we forget to do that when we're
1: tired. Well, and moms forget how dads feel a little put to the back burner, and that validation yeah. is priceless. <laughs> yep. So, exactly. I love it.
0: All right, good. Uh, now we have more bills to pay. This uh, podcast has been brought to you by Baby Jacks, ruining podcasts <laughs> and lives since 2016. <laughs> <laughs> just ruining stuff. <laughs> this is what he does and who he is.
1: <laughs>
0: I learned it from watching you, dad.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: She's <laughs> he's just dragging her away. Of course. The 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 funny thing is, Hojo, that stuff you're going to you may have to deal with. Yeah. Like it's just it is what it is. Normal is a shifting continuum for sure. So, so if you guys want to continue the conversation, themaximuspodcast.com. Sign up for The Inner Circle and we will be there for you. The last of the real-